तेजस्वीतमस्तुमाषावी ओ शाशा We've seen the first line of the Dhyana Shloka, which is what Mauna Vyakya Prakatita Parabrahmatatvam Yuvanam. Yuvanam again means young, young not in age, young because uh, because of two reasons. The knowledge is ever young because it is always fresh and new each time it is taught, and then young because. there is no stress <laughs> that's why young young at heart you know joyous joyous young innocent spontaneous all these things from that that youthfulness uh, you know it suggested so the second line talks about who is attracted to this this figure who silently who is in the uh, you know who is in the um, who is silently exposing the the most coveted and sacred truths of this uh, you know of this jiva so which kinds of people are attracted to this is given in the second line varshishthante vasat so usually when we chant we say varshishthante vasadrishi ganaihi so then <laughs> automatically in our thinking that uh, you know that vasat goes with rishi ganaihi not so varshishtante vasat ante vasat goes together okay and i will explain why but before that a little show and tell this is a, a you know lord dakshina murti here and uh, you know so what do we have here so we have the beautiful figure of the lord the you know the the person of the lord and then who is around we have to see here so you know uh, this one you know these are four sages you know we have four sages around these are seen as the offspring of um, offspring of brahma ji manasa putra the uh, children uh, of lord brahma and then brahma ji's children and then they are not children as you see they are um, old sages they are you know vayovriddhaha and gnanavriddhaha mostly gnanavriddhaha but here shown as vayovriddhaha and i'll explain the two terms uh, presently so uh, there are elderly sages sitting around so these are you know they all have grey hair if this was a this was a marble murti with color then you would see that all the sages have gray you know hair on the head and you know beard so we have one two three and four sages around and there is also one more being around <laughs> at the foot called apasmara that is not a shishya <laughs> don't think that okay there are five shishyas sitting around lord dakshina murti and usually the you know the the deity is clothed so we can't see all these things even if you go to a dakshina murti temple that's why we you know i chose this particular image to do this show and tell so these are you know sages and this one over here that that looks like a baby but it's a threatening fellow because has you know a uh, you you may not be able to see this has a dagger in one hand and a uh, what's its name the uh, shield shield is for protection dagger is to attack so has a dagger and a shield defensive and offensive you know that is that, that is the nature of this being this nature is the the unconscious mind which is the storehouse of raga dvesha all these things you know all these you know difficult emotions that one is trying to overcome you know that is the, that is the uh, that is what this is and then this represents uh, uh, you know the sum total of all the things which just suddenly the inner volcano which suddenly erupts without any often without any notice and so that is you know 
and the Lord has it under control. This is, you know, the Durga's, this is uh, Dakshinamurti's version of what is represented yesterday, I told, by the goddess Durga sitting on the lion, tiger, all these, you know, beasts and these bestial ways. And so here, this beast is, you know, in a, a, at least lion, tiger, you can say, okay, I'm not the lion, I'm not the tiger. So that, uh, that metaphor is a little more suggestive. Here the metaphor is much more immediate because it looks like a truncated child with which you can identify. It is too close to home. That's why everybody is not attracted to Lord Dakshinamurti. That's why Lord Dakshinamurti is not surrounded by hordes of you know people. Just four elderly people and that is what the second line is going to unfold. And then but uh, so that we don't confuse this fifth one to be a disciple. It might be a disciple wannabe, but not a disciple yet because it is the sum total of all the things that you could not have had in, uh, you know, in one's life that one did not have. So some total of frozen needs, needs that were not fulfilled, some uh, total of desires, fears, anger, and all kinds of notions. I'm not okay, I'm not loved, all those notions that need to be removed. They are like what is called the inner child. That's why it is in the form of a child. You know, and as though child, but not really a child, because this is the one that causes a lot of problems. It's, it has refused to grow up. So, the, you know, here we have the antithesis of what is represented by the sages here. One, two, three, and four. We have here a, a maturity, an emotional maturity, a maturity that that is, you know, that is something that is coveted as a, that is highly regarded in the tradition as, as, a, as an important prerequisite to gain the knowledge. So they are not just vayovriddhaha. Vayovriddhaha means elderly in age. Even though they are shown to be vayovriddhaha, elderly in age, you know, because, uh, you know, the, the, how else to show emotional maturity, you know. And generally speaking, in life, one's experience is that emotional maturity comes only after, you know, after a few things in the body stop working. Then only the jiva starts to, you know, starts to understand, okay, let me stop kicking around, let me stop fighting, let me stop, you know, all this nonsense and let me just be, you know, let me just be. So this is what the, the whole thing is and then, you know, the this is what is represented. So here we have an antithesis of all the beings around Dakshinamurti. So we have four, you know, people here who are, who have inner maturity, emotional maturity. They are truly adults. They are, you know, they have reached a stage in their lives due to, you know, interrogating their own experiences due to a certain kind of a, you know, uh, inquiring, inquiry, viveka, and uh, about what they really want, and vairagya, because they have been able to, you know, turn their backs to all those useless, uh, what's the word for it, you know, useless uh, things in the world that promise to be infinite but they are not really infinite. That is, that is the pitfall. You know, that is the pitfall for the jiva. Life after life, it uh, keeps on uh, pursuing. What does it pursue? It pursues the finite thinking it is infinite. That is the problem. That is the mistake. It pursues the body and keeps on trying to take care of the body. I mean, not that it is wrong to take care of the body, but taking care of it at the cost of everything else, you know, trying to make a, f a finite body infinite, you know, so many lifetimes go. And so this is the one that doesn't have the inner maturity and this is the, the child. So we have a very interesting contrast around, you know, that uh, the beings that surround Dakshinamurti. So you have the quintessential inner child that refuses to grow up, that over which the Lord has put his heel, his foot, and says heel, and we should say pun intended, H-E-A-L and H-E-E-L, both. 
you know so the lord has you know has done damana meaning the lord has conquered the unconscious and surrendering to this lord will conquer you know will help you conquer the unconscious as well this is not an ordinary thing this is a very big thing and this unconscious mind here is 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 like presented like a baby asura because the asuric tendencies asura means like a little rakshasa like a little demonic being whose tendencies you know we well know whenever one erupts in anger this asura is at play is in play whenever one doesn't you know uh, act in um, you know in uh, in accordance to one's principles in accordance to one's values when one doesn't act then we know that this asura is in play the inner child whenever one is reactive the asura is in play whenever one is you know um, not compassionate whenever one is holding a grudge the asura is in play we know that so this you know this asura is not a shishya this asura has in fact has a name apasmara apasmara literally means the one who haunts with the help of memory ah you keep thinking of all the things you did you keep thinking of all the omissions and commissions the guilt and the hurt other people's omissions against you your own omissions against other people and your own commissions and other people's omissions and commissions you know they keep dogging you and so this apasmara keeps haunting by memory whether that memory is in the conscious or the subconscious mind or whether that a memory has become a vasana an imprint in the unconscious mind doesn't matter it haunts through memory so we have an interesting contrast so one of this this apasmara symbolizing the one that refuses to grow up which is within the psyche of the jiva within which is part of the jiva's infrastructure the untamed uncontained unconscious which can never you know let anyone be a shishya because shishyatvam means you know there is a discipleship means that this apasmara has to be tamed just like the lord is putting the foot on it this is the foot of blessing just like the blessing hand <laughs> this one doesn't deserve a blessing hand because it needs discipline so you have a blessing foot so the blessing foot of the lord says stay just like you have to tell the dog don't move stay and then you will get a reward you know and for the dog the reward is one biscuit at the end of whatever the the the, the training here the reward is what integrating into the persona of these sages the adult integrating into the adult you don't throw away the unconscious you let it integrate to the adult and then that is what is a well you know adjusted being yukta so this yukta means this is a bhagavad gita's word yuktaha you know these yuktaha means the one who is together the one who is together where the adult is not wanting a different thing and the the child within is not wanting a different thing usually we have a kind of a dissonance the person goes to the teacher all right but you know they want two different things the inner child wants to be pampered wants the teacher to adore wants the teacher to notice wants the teacher to say shabash shabash means you know pat on the back and wants the teacher to affirm wants the teacher to validate wants the teacher to you know love the person as though the teacher you know <laughs> love the person means only the only me the teacher should like all these things are there and then you know so that is the one that goes to the teacher you know in uh, because there are a lot of mummy daddy issues which ha- are not resolved that is what is you know is uh, you know symbolized by this being all the defense mechanisms and offense mechanisms of the jiva are from unresolved authority issues everything goes back to that you know really and so then you know that's why one has to grow into the adult 
in order to ask for the teaching otherwise there will be a dissonance so the child wants attention the child wants a hug the child wants validation the child wants to be noticed and the child wants to be loved up who by who by their guru and then the adult wants what teaching <laughs> so that's why vedanta is not you know for the faint of heart so whether it's the teacher or the taught so the teacher of vedanta also cannot be faint of heart somehow the teacher has to you know at least in the beginning distract the child with a toy yeah do this go there do that have fun you know and distract the child with a toy while engaging the adult with the teaching this is what it is so every vedanta teacher gets a certificate in running a inner child day care center temporary one ha huh? not a permanent one <laughs> temporary one why because this is the situation you know this is the situation that you know two beings come for the knowledge one of them is not qualified and the other one is qualified qualified means shama is there some you know non reactivity is there dama is there you know verbal and physical non reactivity is there and it's not all stuffed up it is resolved it is enquired into and one kind of knows what the issues are for the adult you know and this is these are all the qualifications to be gained while one is in daycare <laughs> because you know the daycare is a temporary place you you know the teacher puts the inner child in daycare and that is what is symbolizes the foot of the lord that means this being is in training it's in daycare now and then hopefully it will turn into one of these four you know belonging to the gurukula of lord dakshinamurti the first guru isn't that beautiful that is you know very very nice and so we have a contrast between who cannot be taught which is very clearly sh- shows here who cannot be taught and who can be taught so only the integrated adult that is emotionally matured and that emotionally matured integrated adult here is symbolized by the elderly sages called gnana vriddhaha not vayovriddhaha not just necessarily elderly in age but elderly in maturity inner maturity and so that is why these are the four sanaka sanandana sanat sujata sanat kumara don't ask me which one is which you can say any one is any one doesn't matter they will not mind you can pick one and say sanat kumara he will say yes what did you want from me no problem <laughs> so it doesn't matter who is who because they they just they are metaphorically symbolizing the uh you know the uh the teaching and they are four in number to represent the four vedas the students of the four vedas and again we have also coincidentally with adi shankara also four students <laughs> hasta malaka totaka and padmapada and sureshwara and so here also we have four gnana vriddha they may or may not be elderly in age but they are they have inner maturity they are elderly in knowledge of what is what and what is to be pursued and that is what is described in the second line and what is the second line varshishtha varshishthante varshishthante vasadrishi ganairavritam brahmanishthai so varshishtha is the superlative of vridha you know superlative and uh, comparative comparative you know vridha means uh, you know old comparative means what older and then superlative means oldest so the most elderly varshishtha so he is surrounded by the most elderly of beings and who are they ante vasad rishi ganaihi avritam avritam surrounded by ante vasadrishi ganaihi don't say vasadrishi ganaihi even though we you know we break there while chanting because of the tune and the syllabic uh, you know the arrangements but ante vasat goes together varshishta ante vasat goes together ante vasat means ante vasinah so 
students who are you know sitting at the feet of the teacher not just for one hour of class every day but they are with the teacher all the time that is the thing ah they are with the teacher all the time ante vasad rishi ante vasad so there are three kinds of students that are discussed in the shastra one is called vidyarthi so the one who is is curious about the knowledge maybe any branch of knowledge doesn't have to be vedanta someone who has a curious mind and someone who pursues every single thing that is there to be known you know has a casual curiosity vidyarthi and then we have ante vasin the one who you know goes into an ashram and we have an unfortunate translation of ante vasin you know which is called what inmate <laughs> and people say this i am an inmate of such and such an ashram and so what is the ashram i suppose you have to call it the zenitentiary <laughs> so you know inmate is not the correct uh, this thing the correct understanding because in the west and in the western language like english we don't have a concept where the person voluntarily you know gives up the uh, you know being participating in the world and then goes you know chooses a simple life and goes and sits at the feet of the teacher you know uh, ready to undergo any difficulty for the sake of the knowledge and in the ashram they cannot say i want my own room with a, what is that called air conditioning you cannot say that i mean you can say but nobody will give okay yeah so yeah, because you are not there in order to have all these things and then you know the 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 paint of the um, uh, when we all were studying you know one wall was of the room small room one wall was uh, completely un uh, unusable because you know it rains a lot in in tropical areas and that wall would always be wet and if you touch the wall the, uh, the what is that the electricity behind you know the wires which were there would give a little you know like i won't say exactly shock but little vibration <laughs> some kind of a thing was there so you had to you know keep away from the wall and you have to be very careful so so many things are like that and then the you know and the hot water is available for certain times of the day so if you wake up between 4 and 4:30 you can enjoy a nice hot shower especially in the winter if you wake up at 5 o'clock the water has already become tepid at best <laughs> so like this or some other brahmachari has decided to wash their hair that particular morning and seeing you enjoying nirvikalpa samadhi has gone off with has made off with your hot water and filled the cold water and kept that also happens and so and so then what happens so you have to you know you have to uh, bear the brunt of all this and who will go willingly you know do this uh, uh, you know only people who are gnana vridha viveka vridha who has you know some kind of a viveka that i'm not here for hot water i'm not here for five star experience you know memory foam mattress and then uh, what as you know luxurious uh, multi course buffet every afternoon you know no, i'm not here for all that i'm here for the knowledge and for the sake of the knowledge you know however the ashram is whatever is given whatever is not given is not talked about is just you know you 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 are able to put up with the difficulty for the sake of this growth for the sake of this knowledge and that is you know that is who lord dakshinamurti is surrounded by antevasinah and not just antevasin because sometimes people just go and uh, you know recruit themselves in the ashram and become quote unquote inmates <laughs> <laughs> you know very unfortunate word so and they they become the inmates but then you know they are they are there for a different reason maybe they are unemployed and unemployable so they thought okay let me take this two year course three year course and then what in the course of which i can just bide my time and get my act together and so such people will be always found uh, where you know at the water hole in the ashram <laughs> you know where the uh, where the watering you know the 
where people are collecting water or where people are sitting and reading the newspaper or near the gate wondering who is coming who is going you know that kind of a thing and then uh, so antevasin also means the third kind of a student here you know is here what is the third kind jignasu so you have jignasu antevasin and vidyarthi you know the jignasu here is shishya shikshana yogya so the one who is worthy of being taught and so here so the varshishta antevasat means they are not just antevasins they have not gone to the ashram just to while away the time and bide time till the next thing in life comes a, comes along no they are serious students of this knowledge who will you know put up with any difficulty who will put up with any kind of a difficulty in order to gain this teaching and even if one is not fully grown in terms of maturity values you know attitude they use this time in the ashram or in the in the uh, you know engagement of the knowledge to be able to gain this knowledge and gain this growth side by side so ante vasat varshishtha so surrounded by elderly you know gyana vriddhaihi so by emotionally mature students elderly also means they have been their old jeevas we have a term in english which is interesting old souls ha huh. means what they have been born born again uh, not in the evangelical sense but born again and again and again and again and again and then what has happened as a result of being born again and again they have you know they have been able to uh, you know they have been able to have you know some kind of viveka because in each life even though there is a curtain of avarna there is a veil of you know uh, ignorance between one life and another so i don't remember what i did in the last life but there is a strange sense of deja vu meaning what been there done that been there done that been there done that you know and in fact i i can attest to this i had an experience you know uh, when i was i think 4 uh, or 5 years old and then the first day of kg kg school so you know mother went and left there left me in the school in the classroom and i was sitting there and then i was looking at the other children and then i was looking at the teacher and then the teacher said you know whatever she said you know uh, and uh, you know a e e whatever it was and then uh, you know this is this this is how it is and uh, you know uh, uh, you know like this a stands for this a stands for arm arm means mango like this you know a for apple b for bat c for cat d for dog and you know the teacher kept on explaining and was you know and there was a chart of all these things you know the 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 mango and this and that and then the teacher had a ruler and with the help of the ruler she was just you know uh, you know making us the idea was to make us recognize that and then you know even though i could recognize that instead of being happy that i could recognize that you know i had a strange sense of oh no i have to do this all over again that was the feeling suddenly i had this feeling i have been there i have done this and this is you know this is not the first time this is happening and i don't know where that feeling came from but i was unable to shake it off and i that's why i still remember it and so like this you know so the jiva you know is keeping on being born again but those births even though one doesn't remember what has one has done and it one need not remember because when that becomes its own trip you know who cares what one did and what one was but still somehow there is a persistent sense of deja vu that that dogs the person we can almost see one's life you can see your life as though it is a movie and you can watch it you know and say that okay i have been there i have done this some strange memory comes back you know in a in a vague sense so like this you know this is the um, this is this is why they are also 
vayovridhaha means old souls they have been there done that been there done that not only that they know that they have been there and done that so varshishta by the oldest of souls most mature souls and then ante vasad so they are ante vasinah so they are not come to the ashram just to while away their time and then they are actually groups of rishis there is a group of rishis so here only one group is given of four rishis so like this we have to imagine lord dakshinamurti if he is surrounded he will be surrounded by groups of rishis they are as good as rishis rishati janati they are so wise you know worldly wise they are as good as sages in their surrender in their attitude in their values and then ante vasad rishi ganaihi avritam and what kind of rishi ganaihi brahmanishthaihi rishi ganaihi brahmanishtha is a big word okay brahmanishtha means brahmani nishthayasya gnaninah so they are atmagnanis so atmagnanis means why should see if you already know the knowledge why should you if you already know i am brahman i am everything i am the whole then why should you stick to cling to the teacher like these four are clinging you need not cling to the teacher correct so then uh, then what are you doing here so here we have to not take the word brahmanishtha to mean gnani brahmanishtha here means what uh, brahmanishtha means gnani wanna be nishtha means commitment a committed lifestyle you know brahmani nishtha yasya two meanings one is one has already gained this commitment and one is enjoying the results or the fruits of this commitment or the second meaning is is what the one who is committed to gaining this brahman so this is what is called brahmanishtha so varshishthante vasadrishi ganaihi avritam brahmanishthaihi okay and then so that line is if that line is clear we can proceed to the third line acharyendram karakalita chinmudramanandarupam pathabheda is there here anandarupam or anandamurtim both of them are okay doesn't matter both of them are the same acharyendram karakalita chinmudramanandamurtim so acharyendram this is very simple acharyanam indraha you know tam acharyendram so the one who is the be- indra means the best you know here king of heaven the best of the best so the literal meaning would be the best of the teachers but that meaning should not be taken why because you see that meaning is 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 is, is meaningless when we are talking of brahma vidya what is brahma vidya brahma vidya is the teaching that you are limitless so is the teaching of that limitless you who is free of sorrow who is whole who is free of affliction fear everything free of samsara okay so this is the knowledge of the infinite as yourself you know and the knowledge of you as the infinite total bhagavan ishvara symbolized here in the form in the persona of lord dakshinamurti okay so this is the knowledge and so the knowledge of the whole you know is is what you cannot compare that this one is you know uh, uh, the best teacher of vedanta a better teacher of vedanta because vedanta is vedanta in fact you know it is the Uh, you know the teacher teaches whatever is there and uh, if the person is not able to assimilate it's not the teacher's fault so in a way you cannot say that you can compare the you know you, you cannot compare how the knowledge is given and because the same pramana is used the same kinds of things are used and so here you know one may be drawn to a certain teacher and that's that's in keeping with the shastra one may be able to learn better from a certain teacher that's okay because that teacher speaks to you and they should and that is how the whole setup is but you cannot say this is a bad teacher this is a good teacher etc you know because the subject matter is you 
and the subject matter is non separate from the student non separate from the teacher so you cannot say you know it's the best among the teachers <laughs> because then you know the second reason you cannot say that is then you are comparing the teachers of vedanta and you are saying lord dakshinamurthy is one more teacher of vedanta no 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 so acharyanam indra indra here should be taken as foremost among the teachers of vedanta the first teacher the teacher of teachers teacher of all the teachers from whom the knowledge was first gained by these sages we have seen at the feet of the lord the first among the teachers so not the not the uh, you know not the best among the teachers because then you are comparing lord dakshinamurthy along with all the teachers of vedanta and says you are the best east or west <laughs> that doesn't sound right so therefore the foremost among the teachers acharyanam indraha acharyendraha and then the next one is what karakalita chinmudram that that is together so here i you know draw your attention to the green arrow here this is what is called chit mudra and when it combines in a sandhi it is chin mudra even the buddhists have it you know this is chin mudra chin mudra karakalita means uh, you know the one who has formed in kalita formed where you know kare kalita formed in the hand or with the help of the uh, you know hand formed in the hand what chin mudra so what is this chin mudra this this chin mudra is part b of what is called mauna vyakhya you know mauna vyakhya means that that uh, you know that which was indicated in silence because it is not an object namely the truth of yourself you it was indicated in silence and and how was it indicated with the help of this mudra and what is this mudra this mudra you know this mudra means hand position and so you look in the hand position the index finger is bent and it is joining the thumb and the other three, three fingers are there you know together and so this chin mudra is a is 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 like the abhaya mudra abhaya mudra means don't fear most of the deities have this abhaya mudra with the right hand and here you know lord dakshinamurthy is not like other deities so with a little twist chin mudra and so this is the uh, this is how uh, the teaching of tatvamasi you are non separate from ishvara bhagavan is revealed it's revealed how just like this you know it's revealed you know with with the with a very unique sign language we are all aware that there is something called asl what is asl american sign language this my friends is vsl vedantic sign language vedantic sign language that teaches you about yourself is just like a pointer finger so supposing somebody asks where have you kept my glasses or where have you where is my coffee and you just point because you are busy doing something else so this is again a kind of a pointing to you which cannot be objectified like the glasses or the cup of coffee this cannot be objectified it need not be objectified because it is self revealing i and therefore it is just indicated very gracefully and beautifully with the hand with a hand mudra and so you know the hand is a very interesting you know interesting uh, uh, limb because it has these five fingers you know which are all very funny and then the thumb is the funniest of the lot because it seems to have a different origin these four are always together they are together and then this one stands apart and then the most used finger is the tarjani tarjani means accusing finger this is the, and in english it's called accusing finger this is the help with which the jiva objectifies everything i know this i know this i know this i know you i know you i know you i have a name for you and you this is you know this is apple this is bat this is cat this is dog a for apple b for bat c for cat d for dog this is the one that is points 
and categorizes and keeps the pramata, the knower, on the throne as the ahankara that is there, the reigning ahankara. This is what is called the ahankaric finger, the finger that symbolizes the pramata, the knower. The ahankara, the ego, the I notion that is identified with the mind, with the body, with the knower and with the senses. And what are the what are, what are the things that represents the body mind senses? These three fingers represents the body mind sense organs. Yeah, the body mind sense complex. And usually the ahankara draws its being from the body mind sense complex over which it is the raja and bosses over all these four three you know body mind senses. Don't say which finger is which. Doesn't matter. Like the sages. Whichever is the body, one is the body, one is the senses, one is the mind. Whichever it is, doesn't matter, okay? And so then, you know, the hankara is identified with the body-mind-sense complex all the time. And then this finger is, you know, the thumb is made fun of. The thumb is, you know, assumed to be, what, incompetent, fat, and then, you know, it cannot do anything. But really speaking, without the thumb, the truth is that the hand cannot be, the hand is not a hand. Yeah. And the hand cannot even, you know, function properly. It becomes dysfunctional because the thumb, as it were, gives the hand the satta. Because of the thumb, the hand becomes hand. It gives, it lends its existence to the hand. And then spurti, it lends functionality to the hand because of which the hand is able to function. You are able to pick up things and all the fine work, you know, even the, the things that the teenagers do these days. What is that? What is that called? Uh, SMS, whatever that stands for, texting. Yeah, even the what the teenagers are doing these days cannot be done without the thumb. In fact, I saw one, uh, you know, cartoon uh, that, you know, Thousand years later, uh, thousand, two thousand years later, people have, you know, gone back to a simple life, uh, you know, because everything is destroyed because of climate change and all these things. And then they have, you know, they are uh, doing some research. They have unearthed some old bones of our generation, you know. And then they are wondering why these people have long thumbs and very well-developed thumb bones because of all this texting. You know, it has changed the bone structure that this is what, you know, I read in a cartoon. I mean, may not be a cartoon, actually, it is becoming a reality because, you know, the, the, the thumb is what gives the hand the functionality. You cannot just text like that. You cannot just type, type like that, you know, like this. So you need the thumbs. And every teenagers will know the thumbs have to be, you know, the thumbs have to be uh, taken seriously. And even in archery, the thumb is used all the time. That's why uh, this stupid Drona, Dronacharya asks Ekalavya, who, uh, Ekalavya is a tribal boy who Drona, because of his ahankara of being a Brahmana, refuses to teach. And what does the boy do? He makes a nice uh, clay image of Drona, makes him a Manasa Guru. His Shraddha is so much, he makes him a mental Guru. And then practices in the forest and then comes to say that, thank you, because of you I could do this. And Drona says, okay, hit this. And he hits that without even looking at it, he hits that. And then he Drona sees trouble brewing, in in what in Kurukshetra because he has promised Arjuna will be the best archer and he this boy has what you know surpassed Arjuna so the very callous and cruel Dronacharya asks for you can't even call him Acharya Drona you know asks for what asks for his thumbs as Guru Dakshina so that once the thumbs are cut off. He will never be able to practice archery again. So this is the thumb. The thumb cannot be taken for granted. And so the thumb symbolizes Sat Chit Ananda. That is what the thumb symbolizes. The thumb symbolizes Sat, the existence that is behind all other existences, that because of which this body exists, this mind exists, the senses exist, flower is, that is, which is there behind everything. Flower is, pot is, thought is, mat is, hat is, cat is. Yeah. 
but the isness doesn't belong to the flower we have seen this isness doesn't belong to the flower what does the isness belong to isness belongs to sat because the flower changes flower suddenly becomes what withered flower withered flower and then what you know composted flower another flower bush another flower like this the is continues flower is bud is blossomed flower is withered flower is and then what compost is another flower bush is is doesn't go away and the is doesn't belong to the flower because the flower stops being in this particular form and then the is continues to join the flower as withered flower even if you say flower no longer is we still have to use the word is that's how we know that the is doesn't belong to flower is belongs to ishvara that's why the first two letters of ishvara in english is what i s is ah is this with ishvara and what kind of an existence is this this existence is all knowledge and this we don't have even have to spend too much time looking at because on this you know yesterday itself i explained yesterday or day before all knowledge means what that self revealing consciousness which is understood as i but how can it be all knowledge because even when you say i don't know greek you have to say i know that i don't know and that i know which never gets converted into i don't know is the one who says i know i am and that i am never changes to i am not i know never converts itself into i don't know and for how long is this i know i am are you here now 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 yes 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 what is the length of now huh what is the length of now is it 5 minutes is it 10 minutes now has no length the length of now is limitless timeless brahman yeah and that now is ananda when i say i am here now and if you ask a, a question are you sad now no are you sad now no are you sad now no even if someone will say i am sad that will say that was then this is now <laughs> ah that moment has gone and so therefore this satchidananda is is represented by the thumb tatpada and this is tvam you the one who accuses everybody and the jiva like i told blames the whole universe including the stars for one's condition so one or one blames oneself for one's condition so this constant blaming others and oneself which is the sum total of what you know samsara that is the problem and so this ahankara is first made to bend <laughs> surrender in bhakti and shraddha to the lord and then what it is told you are not the body mind sense complex you are not a samsari you are sachidanandam brahma tat padalakshya this is you know tvam padalakshya this is the indicator indication of you this finger is indication of you and which you the complaining jeeva that you the so the one who uh, has the idea i am a samsarin that you and then that you is repatriated reconnected with you know with the body you know after you know seeing that one is not the body mind sense complex it is reconnected to its own essence as sachidananda so then do i have to jump out of the body no body is mind is sense sense is no problem you don't have to jump out of anything the body becomes a plus because of the body i can pursue this knowledge i can i can teach i can write i can read i can listen this is wonderful because of the mind i can gain this knowledge because of the senses i can do all kinds of things to enjoy so nothing is in opposition to this knowledge and then so therefore what this you you are tat tat means what sachidanandam brahma you are not the body mind sense complex this is vedantic sign language which the student sitting underneath immediately understand ah immediately understand why do they immediately understand because they are ready they are matured they just need one indication they got this indication and they are freed of the smallest of doubt which was there and then acharyendram 
ಕರಕಲಿತ ಚಿನ್ಮುದ್ರಂ ಕರಕಲಿತ ಚಿನ್ಮುದ್ರ ಏನೋ ಅರೇ ಚಿನ್ಮುದ್ರ ಚಿನ್ಮುದ್ರಂ ಕಲಿತಂ ಏನೋ ಏನ ಕರಕಲಿತ ಚಿನ್ಮುದ್ರ ತಂ ಕರಕಲಿತ ಚಿನ್ಮುದ್ರಂ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಆನಂದ ಮೂರ್ತಿಂ ಆರ್ ಆನಂದ ರೂಪಂ ಆನಂದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಲಿಮಿಟ್ಲೆಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ನೋಸ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಲಿಮಿಟ್ಲೆಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಜಾಯ್ಫುಲ್ you cannot say i am limitless i'm really limitless it doesn't go well at all you can't be crying and saying you are limitless that is a that is a oxymoron it is wrong it is completely you know it, it is it is the opposite of what you are so ananda roopam means the one who is an embodiment of ananda from head to toe the one who is all ananda like lord krishna lord krishna stands in three bends because he he uh, what is that symbolizes ananda lahari a kind of a wave of ananda that's what that is what you know uh, rama symbolizes dharma and uh, lord krishna symbolizes ananda so to lord dakshinamurti teaches you are ananda and the one who teaches you are ananda you know cannot be anananda cannot have you know cannot have sadness and so and being the foremost of teachers is free of even a slight remnant of sadness ananda roopam and then because ananda roopam next line swatmaramam swatmaramam first we'll take mudita vadanam let us take mudita vadanam first so mudita vadanam means the one with a slightly smiling face slightly smiling face and you know you can see that here there is a hint of a smile it is not he he ha ha but there is a hint of a kind of a smile you can see very well portrayed on the face of the lord there is a kind of a little hint you know it is not ha 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 funny it's not slapstick ecstasy suddenly you laugh and then you are down in the doldrums there is just a little smile playing on the lips and sometimes you have to look very carefully that's why i blew up the image so you can look a little more carefully and you can see like there is a hint of a smile there is a humor in the situation and naturally the teaching is humorous because here you know lord dakshinamurti as the adi guru is trying to solve a problem that is not there and what is the problem i am afflicted but you are not afflicted oh it's like the problem of the person bitten by the aforementioned rope snake so the person has come into the room from outside has come into the house and is jumping up and down snake bit me snake bit me and they take out the clothes they remove the shirt and they you know see the hands legs everywhere no mark of the bite snake fangs are not there snake bite is not there no uh, you know no swelling no blood nothing where did the snake bite oh i don't know but the snake bit the person is in agitation then the next question where is the snake show me the snake is it a snake that is you know uh, you know poisonous let me see at least that way so then the person is taken to the uh, uh, you know the person takes the uh, you know the bitten person takes the other person outside and says this points and says this is the snake that bit me and the other person looks and sees what a rope ha ah. <laughs> so the person bitten by the uh, rope snake what kind of antidote will you give that person you know and what kind of a you know what kind of a tourniquet you know you have to tie one uh, thing to cut off the blood supply and uh, and uh, so so that the poison doesn't go up you know to the blood stream and poison doesn't reach the brain and the heart you have to cut it off so then you tie one cloth and then you put one stick in it and then you twist it so that the circulation stops temporarily so what kind of a tourniquet will you tie the for the person who says i am bitten in the leg by the rope snake and then after tying the tourniquet you have to cut the the place where the bite is so that the you have to do some blood letting so that the poison which is on the surface comes out and even if some goes in at least it won't be lethal or fatal so how are you going to do some blood letting for the person who is you know bitten by the rope snake much less bring one antidote you can't do that correct 
so then the person who let's say you know somebody takes you outside and says i was bitten by this rope which the person is thinking is the snake naturally you will smile you will not make fun of the person and say ha 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 because that person you know you you are compassionate and so you give a small smile and say don't worry i have an antidote for this because that person is convinced you have to give an antidote first you have to say this is not a snake this is rope you are safe first you have say you have to say ma bhaishta asti upaya hai don't fear don't worry i am here for you let me give you a big hug stop shaking stop trembling and i got you don't worry and then you say you know what this is not a snake so then you will say this smilingly and that's why in the bhagavad gita just before the teaching begins in the second chapter verse 10 you know tamuvacha hrishikesha prahasanniva bharata prahasanniva as though smiling he says ashochyan anvashochastvam you are in this mess o arjuna because you are grieving over something that does not deserve grief at all and so he says this smilingly the teaching has to have a sense of humor because it is full of paradoxes we talked about the paradoxes at length in the first class itself it is full of paradoxes and so the teaching has to have a sense of humor and the teacher doesn't have to identify with your distress if the teacher says oh you are in samsara i'm so sorry oh terrible oh how you are suffering then the teaching will have no you know no effect whatsoever so here the teacher is smiling because the teacher is away from samsara and shows you look you know if you know me if you if you know what i have to teach you are also away from samsara so you know therefore mudita vadanam so slightly smiling happy face slightly smiling peaceful happy face why swatma ramah first first word of the last line स्वात्मारामः स्वात्मनि आसमंतात रमन्ते यह स्वात्मारामः सो स्वात्मा मींस स्वस्मिन आत्मनि इन वन्स ओन सेल्फ आसमंतात रमन्ते द वन हु इज रेवेलिंग इन वन्स ओन सेल्फ आई विल टेक 2 मिनट्स मोर बिकॉज़ आई डोंट वांट टू लीव इट यू नो हाफ हियर सो 3 4 मिनट्स वी विल टेक वी विल फिनिश दिस वन वर्ड स्वात्मनीजन and that self is what one is in search of and when one finds or discovers that self through exposing oneself to the teacher to the shastra what else is there except to revel in at all times and so this revelry means you know one is not looking for happiness or revelry in finite objects the revelry is what centered on i which is Uh, understood finally as the infinite okay so this is swatmaramah because usually one wants to revel one wants happiness but that happiness one mistakes it to be produced by finite objects in the universe such as what you know so many things that we want uh, which are the objects such as ragadvesha objects sparshaha you know various ragadvesha objects are there and so we want that and then uh, what else do people want people you know people revel in marriage children etc not that, that those are not objects of revelry but really that happiness you derive from the uh, marriage from the child from the grandchild is all because you are swatma ramah you are ananda murti you are ananda roopah and that's why you know one miss you mistake it to be thinking that this happiness joy is coming from the child from the grandchild from the marriage from the job but actually it is coming from you 
ಆತ್ಮನಸ್ತು ಕಾಮ ಆಗಿ ಸರ್ವಂ ಪ್ರಿಯಂ ಭವತಿ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಲವೆಬಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಸೇಕ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಆತ್ಮ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಆಲ್ರೆಡಿ ಲವೆಬಲ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಎ ಸಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಲವ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಲವ್ everything therefore becomes lovable but because of self ignorance i attribute my happiness to something finite and then try to make it infinite so this is opposite of swatmarama and swatmarama means the one who is atmani eva atmana tushtah sita pragya tada uchyate bhagavad gita says the one who is happy being oneself not looking for anything outside if anything comes you revel in that as well no problem but that revelry is coming from you and not from the outside it is not a contact high the one that knows is called swatma ramah so lord dakshina murti is also described in the fourth in the last line of the dhyana shloka swatma ramah mudita vadanam the swatma ramam mudita vadanam and we have already seen the last word dakshina murtim ide i worship this dakshinamurti and then uh, the next uh, dhyana shloka will be taken up tomorrow okay yeah om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadage purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 harihi om shri gurubhyo namaha ಹರಿ ಓ